In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Remove him from office. No Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. Will you shut Who is up, man? Listen. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaras. And if this is your first time tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news. Brought to you by your three funniest friends. Which is us! Yeah! It's 2021! It's 2021! Welcome. We didn't really take a Tuesday off from the podcast, so it doesn't feel like we had a big break. It's just like, hey, y'all. Yeah, we're just back doing this. We're just back. It is January 5th, which is insane that we're here. I know. I know. The news did not let up for one second. I know. I feel crazy. I love pods, right? I love I love a good political pod. I love pods. And I've, you know, everyone took breaks, which obviously why wouldn't they for the holidays? But I feel like so much has happened. I know. Since they <laughs> took breaks. I'm like, damn. That's yeah, why we don't take breaks because everybody else does. I mean, we took like the days, days, but we're like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Because that's we're gonna sneak in when you don't have your your four white guys to listen to. And exactly. we're gonna <laughs> Let and you Amanda, know what we you think. know what they say. If you don't, if you're, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is the exact energy we're taking into 2021. And that, my friends, is the betches sup. <laughs> <laughs> so today, as we mentioned, it's January 5th. This is the Georgia runoff. So we've been talking about January 5th since November 5th. To me, it feels like November 63rd today. <laughs> Literally, yes. Yeah. So today is the final day when Georgia voters can cast their ballots to determine the fate of the entire U.S. Senate. So if you are just tuning into this race, if you found this podcast when you had nothing else to listen to and you don't know what's going on, let's do a very quick background. The reason we're here is because Georgia law requires its senators to earn 50% of the vote to become the winner. No candidate crossed that threshold in November. So we're having a runoff where the top performing candidates are going to advance. Now, usually we don't see both of the state senators up for re-election. However, Kelly Leffler did not win her seat. Mm. She was appointed to finish Senator Isaacson's post, who retired due to poor health last year. So she mm. basically has to win the right to stay. Our elected officials, after all, do have to be elected. <laughs> she is competing against, she has a formidable challenger in Reverend Raphael Warnock, who is a lifelong Georgia native, whereas uh, Kelly Leffler hails from Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess she lives in Georgia now. Her husband runs the stock exchange. Mm-hmm. Leffler also said yesterday she would join the Republican senators objecting to Joe Biden's electoral college win. Mm. Um, this is, you know, the rally last night. They're really being punished for not expressing like undying support for Donald Trump. Meanwhile, our favorite cute little raisin, John Ossoff. <laughs> <laughs> Is taking on David <laughs> Perdue. 
Uh, Purdue is also, his main credentials are that he's a wealthy businessman who has served in his post since 2015. So these two, Leffler and Purdue, are sort of a perfect pair of villains here. They both yes. um, do not represent Georgia. I believe Purdue lives on like an island that you need like a golf cart to be on in Georgia and does not really connect with the locals, whereas Leffler, as we said, is appointed and is either from Illinois or a New Yorker. Here we are, January 5th. It's a very close race, according to polls. I have polls in quotation marks because I'm not, I mean, what, what, how do they help no. us? What use we're is it leaving, to look at? We're leaving polls in 2020. I'm sorry. We leave can't. Polls, leave, Nate Silver, listen, he didn't get on the 2021 ride. Let's just leave his Absolutely ass back Absolutely not. If anyone did me wrong, the number of times Nate Silver and these mm. polls have done me wrong, they mm. would be cut out of my life as a toxic mm. person. And so mm. we are cutting all of that mm. out. It's interesting that they're close, but... Right, they're close. Well, the other Nate, Nate Cohn, I don't, I don't fuck with Nates anymore. All the <laughs> yeah, pollsters that are wrong. Nates who do math. I don't <laughs> yeah. have Nates to do math for me Only in 2021. Steve. No, I restarted Gossip Girl and I was like, oh God, I can't handle <laughs> any too Nates. Many Nates. Get out of here. I will say Nates and Matt's, terrible. All Nates, all Matt's, terrible. Take. Well, I think that that's accurate. I actually, uh, I was talking to Sammy where yesterday, at least you wrote Ben Raffensperger and it's Oops. Brad Raffensperger. And I was like, don't make him Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is not Ben Raffensperger, it is Brad. <laughs> well, that is so true. And I am so sorry. I, you know. As since last week, obviously I'm leaning way into my Jewish identity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what these Nates are saying for what it's mm -hmm. worth is that Democrats can win this. Republicans basically have to have the election day turnout that they had on November to pull this off, which Republicans, Georgia was, it wasn't close for Georgia, but it was a, it was a close race. It means this is anybody's race. Um, so basically Republicans have to over deliver um, than they did in, on November 3rd that week to take this home. And it looks like Democrats basically have to win. Like we've heard that about 100,000 people who did not vote in the general are voting in the runoff. Basically, Democrats have to win most of those. And even though that sounds crazy, like I remember thinking when these returns were coming in during the general, like you guys really think Democrats are going to win all those mail-in ballots? And we do. Yeah, so, like, like we totally like, win all yeah, of them. they definitely did with all the mail-in ballots. It's um, I know going into it, I I really, I I feel I don't feel good or bad. Like it doesn't the prospect. It seems like we could win it, mm. but it's so hard to <laughs> hope for something that good. Like it feels like, and and the fact that there's two. Like, we have to win both of them mm. is what feels so yeah. much, like, larger. Even though they're presented as a pair, it's like, no, exactly. no, no. It's, I don't know who would vote for one over the other, but... People voted, I mean, like, the, pa the, the fact that Amendment 15, which raised... I mean, not Amendment 15. Amendment 2 in, in Florida which raised the minimum wage to $15. The fact that that got 60% of the vote, but Biden did not win Florida, it just shows me that there are people all over the place. And I totally. still have trauma from 2016. Yeah. So to me, it's just, <clears throat> it's just crazy because 
I mean, and I think we'll talk about this in these other stories, but like, I can't fathom people looking at Loeffler like this is a good choice. Like, fine, you can be conservative or whatever, but th- this is the thing, th- that was the thing with, yeah. with, um, with Trump in 2016. I'm like, listen, like, I get it. Like, whatever, Democrats are terrible, whatever, mm-hmm. but Trump or yeah. like, even like Beto versus Cruz, like, it's crazy to me. I just, it's hard for me to understand. Well, the other thing about Leffler, which is like, she is running extremely racist ads right now. Yeah. Like insanely racist ads right it now. It seems I, like all of this, even Purdue's campaigning, it's like they're all going in on Warnock in a really disturbing way. Oh, yeah. And it's really like he literally <laughs> like Martin Luther King's <laughs> friend. Like <laughs> it's really crazy. And I mean, there was a lot there were a lot of clips of when she did her debate against him and she just kept calling him a radical, radical left yeah. Democrat Raphael Warnock. But I also, I've got a friend who's down in North Carolina, but she's getting like Georgia ads on the local TV. And she sent me a video of like one of the ads Kelly Leffler's running and it's crazy yeah, how crazy. racist they are. It's like Willie Horton ad level racist. I noticed ads. that in the debate and it's interesting. She has no charisma. She no. could not be a worse candidate. She has That's never said yeah. anything interesting. It's insane. So this debate performance, when she's saying exactly what we said, at least like he's just a radical socialist, nobody presses her. And it's like she doesn't need evidence because he's black or something. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, of course, of course, he's a black man. So that all tracks. Whereas at least you're running against uh, white candidates. It's like, well, you got to explain. Explain to me how Chuck Schumer is a social but she thinks she gets away with it and that's obviously the racism because she's like well they won't crescent obviously he's the other and Mm -hmm. we don't want him well because you know it is playing into the fears of these people that like you know if black people are thinking about you know equality or socialism that means that you know you're in danger because what does that look like city's going to be on fire all this stuff, you know? Yeah. If if they do anything close to what we have done for se- which these people won't even acknowledge, like that shit has been done. You know what I mean? So it's it's just I mean, crazy. his record on civil rights in these ads that Leffler runs is painted as dangerous. Yeah. Like she wow. literally paints it as like this guy is uh like he marched for like civil rights or whatever, and that's scary. It's really she's it's really hard bad. for him. It's hard for him to come back, and he obviously does, and he does a good job. But he shouldn't have to make these ads of him holding puppies to make people feel okay about voting for him. Like that's I know. I, I know he feel that that his campaign feels he has to, but it's so he yeah, shouldn't it seems have so to. Extreme. But that's just like I feel like that's unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard for him to defend because when she says socialist, Raphael Warnock does support a lot of very humane policies. (laughs) So it's hard for him to like, be like, yeah, exactly. I don't want you to have healthcare. Like he's like, but what is he supposed to do? Because he's a, he's, he's a reverend. And he has said, he's like, my religion tells me the gospel tells us that people deserve healthcare. I don't know what, what are you talking about? They don't like, he can't, 
Well, it's so frustrating when they use the socialism thing when they are just using the wrong word to accurately describe their policies, which are just humane policies that make everybody's lives better. The wrong so word. It and them. America is a hybrid of socialism and capitalism. Right. Um, um, you know, it's that's what it is. Like we are not a completely capitalist country. So it's like. It's crazy that they use social, but you know, it's just- Is Kelly Leffler going to send back her social security check? I don't think so. This woman, like, invested in body bags. That's what I'm saying. Oh my God. Okay, fine. A Mitt Romney. I would never vote for him, whatever. But, or even a Paul Ryan, who's a fucking monster. Mm -hmm. I don't like him, but at least whatever policies, right? Like- the policies of deficit hawk or whatever bullshit. But you're telling me Kelly Loeffler is getting like 50% of the vote when she made money. She has $800 million and she profited off of COVID. She told everyone COVID wasn't a big deal, invested in like telemarketing stuff, like and Zoom and shit and then and body bags. This is millions of people in Georgia are going out of their way to get a ballot in the mail or go vote for this yeah. absolute, Elise calls her a sentient blowout. Yeah. That's all sentient she is. Blowout. That's a generous way to phrase her. That's the yeah. only interesting thing about her is her it's, hair. And it's only interesting because it's pretty. It's not deep conditioned, y'all. It's not healthy. It's, it's getting, a little it's dry. Not, she needs a little uh, mane and tail. Nobody in the, I would, I would argue nobody in the GOP has, maybe Melania has conditioned hair properly. <laughs> That is true. I will, I will say that I, but what I, the only thing that I will say for Kelly Leffler is that I have never seen a, a hair clip on the Senate floor, just like a cute little beret. (laughs) And she always wears like Mm. a little cute hair clip. Anyway, listen, I wonder what they cost. A lot of reasons. Her hair is just very interesting to me. Her hair is the only, that's all we have to talk about. It's like, I went to see the view and Sunny Hostin had like berets that said Sunny in it. Like with her hair up. And I'm like, okay, you're like 50, but I love it. I feel like if Kelly wins, she'll do that. (laughs) Yes. Republican. Oh, yeah, Republican. <laughs> <laughs> GOP. It's a GOP. Yeah. <laughs> hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. 
Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So for today's next topic, we're going to discuss the vaccine rollout. Lots to discuss here. While the United States has improved its pace of vaccination in recent days, we've achieved only a fraction of the 20 million end-of-year goal that was set by Operation Warp Speed. At this pace, it would take years to vaccinate the population, I believe about seven years at the end of 2020, the, the pace we were going. And it was the end of the year. It was the holidays. People were lazy. I mean, it is a global pandemic killing a 9-11 amount of people every day, but I guess people had some things to do. Why is this such a mess? It's hard to discern. It seems to largely be due to the lack of federal coordination, like everything in this pandemic. And unlike the debacle during testing, where we saw the federal government say to the states, you have to handle this, and the states more or less realized they had to handle it, this time the states are saying, no, no thanks, and they're leaving it up to hospitals and institutions, which has failed spectacularly in a lot of ways. It's causing massive logistical issues, resulting in some doses going bad, people getting vaccines before they're supposed to, and frustration among medical personnel about prioritization. We have a lot of medical and frontline workers in our audience, and we asked them over the weekend to share some of those experiences and concerns. And the most common frustrations were definitely seeing non-patient-facing staff vaccinated before people who actually risk daily exposure. We also heard about issues scheduling appointments and hearing about doses expire. But the overarching issue seems to be the lack of coordination due to this sort of vacuum of public health resources. It's like when you're reading about this, I almost forgot that we do have public health officials who are paid a salary to be the go-between. But as I was sort of talking to people in the DMs, it's like when you have somebody like Cuomo who is saying he's going to fine hospitals and clinics mm. hundreds of thousands of dollars if they don't follow prioritization guidelines, of course you're going to have some hospitals that are nervous about the doses they give out. So I talked to a lot of people that said, you know, I work, they scheduled my vaccine appointment while I was literally saving COVID patients and then I couldn't get it. And that's frustrating. But then you'll hear from another person who says, well, I'm somebody who does the scheduling and I'm finding that, you know, we're just trying to get these in people's arms. And if people aren't going to their appointments, we need to get these doses into people before they expire. So yes, maybe they're seeing, we open up the list and they're seeing somebody frustrating get the vaccine. Everybody has a right to be frustrated. People are dropping the ball, but it does seem like there are issues that are sort of exacerbating in each each other and nobody can really do this effectively without federal coordination. Yeah. I mean, number one, this is the the beginning rollout of a massive program that we've never 
seen on any scale before and it's being uh run by the most incompetent administration of all time so i'm not surprised mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're mm-hmm. seeing issues um i think i mean it's so frustrating the vaccine rollout is going poorly it's extremely funny to me that they called this operation warp speed and now <laughs> why call it that just why do that? Oh, it's such a funny name and it's been hilarious to reference it this entire time. And then now for them to be like, I, I was writing in the sub the other day, they had vaccinated 3 million people. So they were 17 million people below. <laughs> they said they were going to be like, they're completely, they're completely incompetent. But this is something we've talked about on the podcast before, which is like, this is the point of having a federal government mm-hmm. is so that when there's a pandemic, they come in and do all of this mm-hmm. stuff so that mm-hmm. it's not the hospital staff that has been dealing with a pandemic mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. months, alternately trying to run a hospital and do the vaccine program. This should be something where the federal government, the fucking National mm-hmm. Guard or whatever is stepping mm-hmm. in and running this. It should not be up to individual hospitals mm-hmm. to have to do this. You know, Listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I look, I wanted Warren to win. I wanted Bernie to win, whatever. We, 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 we stuck with Biden. We wrote it all the way. Right. And here he is. And, and here he is. And, and I, and I hate to be like, when Biden's president, everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. It's not, but it's, it's extremely hard for me to think that it won't be better. Like, yeah, this yeah. is. This is like, and you know, again, to, Four Seasons Total Landscaping, they're just incompetent on everything. Everything they do is bad. Like, more people haven't died, like, because they're just so incompetent. They're doing House of Cards with the Veep cast. They're like, ter- you know what I mean? I was reading, yeah, so then it's Say like, that. I was reading, exactly. I was reading on Twitter that this guy was walking around CVS at, like late at night and the pharmacist was like, hey, we have these two vaccines. Yep. Do you and your friend want to take them? They're about to go bad and we're closing in 10 minutes. And the guy's like, sure. And he got the Moderna vaccine. But it's like, yeah, I get it. It's like, we have to. And then somebody else is like, you know, what's happening right now in New York is that they're only doing it, which I get. It's like on one end, the hospital staff is like, they're extremely stressed out and stuff. On yes. the other half, like they're only scheduling vaccines during working hours and like taking Christmas off and stuff. And then somebody did a poll like, would you take the vaccine at 1 a.m.? And it's like, yeah, I take yeah. it anytime. Yeah, like yes. like, an, like a genius bar appointment. <laughs> Times Square, you do it when it's fucking open. That's a perfect uh, segue into our next topic because Florida is actually taking uh, <laughs> that approach, which, you know, maybe don't hate the player. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I, yeah, as you were saying, I like how you said that almost like you were indulging a moderate outlook where it's like, it's hard for me to believe things won't be better. I mean, yes, Biden's like, we can do a hundred million back doses in our first a hundred days. This yeah. is what our federal, we don't have great federal infrastructure, but it exists mm-hmm. for this reason. If you empower people and listen to them and get out of the way, of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, this is the uh, difference between conservatives and liberals is like some people believe in big government that government should do everything mm-hmm. and some people say like stay out of the way and get out you know more individual stuff you know but then the problem 
with the government, like small government is issues like this. It's yeah. issues where, you know, so it's hard to be like everything that the core of conservatism is terrible, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it does not address problems like this. And I mean, this is an exemplar exemplification of the problems with, you know, so right. I, there are some, exactly. There are some things where you just need a big ass system, like no mm-hmm. matter what. And mm-hmm. this is, this is one of them. So what ties into all of this is Florida per usual. So health departments in many Florida counties are using Eventbrite <laughs> to schedule COVID-19 vaccine appointments for the public. I mean, good for Eventbrite. I actually heard they're really struggling because obviously people aren't going to live events. Mm. So maybe Florida's just trying to help the event planning business. I don't know. Officials say this is their best course of action after the state's initial rollout saw elderly patients waiting hours outside in Mm -hmm. the heat, even overnight. Mm -hmm. This might have happened because Florida Governor Ron DeSantis basically said anyone over 65 is welcome to come get the vaccine now. Remember, this is Florida. Uh, A lot of people are above 65. (laughs) A disproportionate (laughs) amount of people are above 65. It's kind of where when you turn 66... You kind of just go there. <laughs> Somebody, you know, uh, one of my stu- yeah, I teach stand up. One of my students is like, "This is the waiting room for <laughs> Florida's the waiting," and she was above sixty five. So I'm saying, I'm prefacing that as like, she's the, I mean, I will say my parents are like sixty five and sixty three respectively. Building a house in Florida. My parents <laughs> live in Florida. Yeah, they got to get out right of Texas. Now, my parents are, yeah, no, my parents are living in Florida and they are well above 65. Really? Yeah. yeah. They're working and all that. And- well, yeah, so this this broke with CDC guidance, which actually prioritizes essential workers and frontline workers. Um, you know, you could be 65, but if you don't do anything, I mean, yeah, my mom, it's so... I feel so old when I remember my, my, I was like, God, you guys have old parents. My parents are also in their sixties. I just realized. And my mom is not really, she doesn't leave the house. She's fine. She, she takes care of my grandpa. So she needs the vaccine, but otherwise she's like happy to wait for people yeah. to, have to go to a grocery store to get it. Anyway. So this gave millions of people in the state permission to get in line, which obviously really overwhelmed demand with no statewide distribution system in place. In some of the counties that used Eventbrite, vaccine appointments filled up within hours, within hours, all of the doses that the state has were accounted for. Mm-hmm. Of Florida's 21 million residents, only about 260,000 had received a vaccine dose as of yesterday. How is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis handling this? Not well, bitch. Yesterday. <laughs> Not well, bitches. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, we have to get Dorinda on just to say that. I think she would yes. do it for us. She likes this up. Anyway, yesterday, the governor lost his shit on CNN's Rosa Flores when she pressed him on the vaccine rollout. Let's listen to just some of this clip. Governor, Governor what, what has gone wrong with, Governor, what has gone wrong with the rollout of the vaccine that we've seen phone lines jammed, websites crashing? There's a lot of demand. I mean, also, I think at the I, end of the I, day, we, excuse me, excuse me. If I could finish my question. You just said what has gone wrong, so I'm answering the question. If I could complete the question, though. So are you going to give a speech or are you going to answer, ask a question? With all due respect, Governor, you I'm trying to. You ask the question, to, I'm going to answer it. I'm trying to finish my question. No, you're, you're, you're giving a speech. You asked the question. I am trying to ask you to complete it for you, Governor. We've seen websites crash and also senior citizens waiting overnight. Why did that happen? Did you investigate that's, why? That's my question to you, Governor. You're the governor <laughs> of the state. I'm not the governor of the state. Okay, but you didn't investigate why that, like in Lee County, why, why was there a big line? Did you, did you investigate why? 
Could you tell us why? Because we, we distributed vaccine to hospitals and, and the hospital said, first come, first serve. If you show up, we'll do it. So the state is not dictating the hospitals how, we're not dictating to Carlos Magoya how he runs his operations here. That would be a total disaster. <laughs> These guys are much more competent to be able to deliver healthcare services than a state government could ever be. No. He said, yes, if we that, run it. That <laughs> would be the disaster. Old people waiting overnight. On, this is fine. That would be a disaster. If we gave people a plan, disastrous. <laughs> and the thing about this clip, I, I mean, I shared it. The thing about this clip is that conservatives, this is what I mean. They yes. were all sharing it like, Ron DeSantis is the man. And it's like, in what planet is he the man? Yeah, he's so, the yeah. man if you become, if you're a person who the man is someone who's screaming at a Latino woman. <laughs> like, right, really, like, right, right. He, who's asking you like a very reasonable question. That someone who likes that is like, oh, that's the man. When Millie sent us this this morning, it was from the Daily Caller, which had captioned it like, last time like a reporter tries to mess with Governor Ron DeSantis, right? And then they realized, everyone's like, no, this is a joke. He comes out looking terrible. Then they deleted it. Yeah, they deleted it, dumbasses. But like, I, you know, it's so crazy because the counties that she starts listing out, like, she, he's like, well, where is that? You know, and then she named like six counties. <laughs> that's my but favorite part. That's my favorite part. And then also being from Florida, none of those counties are next to each other. It's not like, oh, they're all in Central Florida. Like some of them are North Florida, South Florida, this. So it's just like, yeah, all over. It, you can't blame one. And he starts calling out Lee County or whatever. But it's like, you can't blame one. It is a top-down issue that you are not man enough to like take responsibility for. And another thing is like, you know, Andrew Gillum, like, you know, since he lost, he went through, like, a deep depression, yes. had a drug problem, alcohol problem, came out as bisexual, like, you know, is, is struggling. Still, today, I would vote for him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Over Ron DeSantis? Meth totally. problem and all? Easy. Easy. I know, like, okay, um... <laughs> Tell us what's going on at least. Who uses drugs sounds like one of my friends. Yeah, so truly. My entire friend group. So that's fine. I'll vote for Andrew Gillum any day. Like, Andrew <laughs> Gillum. Well, the, it's, the thing about Andrew Gillum, too, is that I think we've talked about this a little on the podcast, but Democrats just didn't pay any. They're like, no, Florida will swing for us. They will. I know it. And then they did nothing, mm. left it up to Andrew Gillum. They're like, no, Andrew Gillum will handle Florida for us. He'll flip it. He'll flip it. He'll do it himself. He'll do it all by himself. No wonder the man got felt a little bit of pressure. Yeah. I mean, uh, and he came so close. Those were the big, that so was when Stacey and Beto and Andrew Gillum came so close. He came so close. And like all the votes that were, all the votes that were like disqualified or like, oh, we found it. All of them were from like really black neighborhood, you know what I mean? From yeah. where I grew up, like super overwhelmingly black neighborhoods. Suddenly those are the ones with, oh, the voting sites went missing and this and that. So it's just like, I mean, yeah. Rick Scott is running, running that. Yeah, election. Rick Scott is, should be in prison. And Rick 100%. Scott should be in prison. And, in, and when Rick Scott was governor, he chose to 
basically what I'm saying is Rick, Rick Scott's an asshole because he should be a felon in prison, yet never lets felons vote, former <laughs> felons, did everything he could because he knew that if, if former formerly incarcerated people in Florida could have voted, a Republican would never win in Florida again. Never. And they even passed the proposition like that won by like 60%. And then the government went back and said, no, you have to pay all these fines. Yeah, they're they doing everything in fines. their power they over invented in Florida fines to make sure and they, they said, can't. Yeah, Florida's rough. We should do it. We got to do a Florida week. A well, Florida deep dive. I will say my brother um, was one of, one of the very few people that went to Tallahassee and Rick mm-hmm. Scott was like, you can vote. Like, oh, I really? Like, oh, yeah. Rick Scott like, let your brother vote? He didn't let Rick anybody Scott, vote. Exactly. He let about 3,000 out of um, – his predecessor let 39,000 people vote. He personally granted them, restored their voting rights, 39,000. And uh, Rick Scott did 3,000. So not And my nobody. brother was one of the 3,000. Wow. <laughs> your brother finessed Rick Scott. I don't know. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what – I don't know what happened, but that day. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, great, great. Yeah, I mean, you know. Other than that. Yeah. Rick Scott is the fucking worst. I mean, this is the thing. is like the big government, small government shit goes to shit when you think, okay, Rick Scott. Okay, so big government's bad when we need to vaccinate millions of people. Mm-hmm. But small government's good when, we're deci- when one guy gets to decide which yes. black people vote. Right, exactly. And they have to go personally talk to him and like appeal to him. And like, it, for those who don't know, it literally was like a personal appeal yeah, you that you would go. have to go before like a panel and be like, mm-hmm. hey, please let me vote. So it's literally like. And he looked people in the face and said, no. I know. Yeah. And um, it's like, you know, a lot of the po- like Black, Latino population in Florida live Orlando. Now it's Orlando. Um, but it's a lot in South Florida. And South Florida yeah. to Tallahassee is eight hours, nine hours. So they're making wow. a drive. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Drive That's crazy. Get, you know, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's crazy. So Florida, Florida. Hopefully they get their vaccines together. But yeah, it's hard to sort of um, diagnose the issue. But it, it because there are so many conflicting interests and there are so many ways that you can see where, you know, one side isn't necessarily dropping the ball. It's just the lack of anybody bothering to coordinate or help. Like, and this this doesn't help because government is so inept right now in fulfilling their obligations. It just feeds those people who want to say that small government is better mm-hmm. because it's like, look at this. They can't even, the government can't do this. We got to do this. No, no, no. They can. They are choosing not to. <laughs> I'm sure there are people right now that actually don't have the intellectual ability to do this. But they should. That's their job. That's what they're yeah, paid to do. Then we need them to be in a different position. <laughs> yeah, Elise, do you want to cap us off with this amazing vaccine story from Wisconsin? Um, it's amazing in that it's so terrible and it's, oh, it's so terrible. horrible. Excuse me. <laughs> it's not amazing. amazing in that it's the worst, uh, the worst thing ever. But um, in Wisconsin, pharmacist Stephen Brandenburg, who's a 46-year-old white guy. Uh, He actually lives in the town that my fiance's mom lives in now. This all went down, like, basically right in his hometown area. Yes. Wow, it's Admitted. So many local connections today. I know. (laughs) The political becomes personal on Betches' betches sub. (laughs) We haven't even gotten into how Ron DeSantis personally had to disavow my tia. 
that's for a different day, but he did. Um, so anyway, this man, pharmacist Stephen Brandenburg, admitted to intentionally removing boxes of the Moderna vaccine from the refrigerator at uh, Milwaukee Hospital because he believed that they would change people's DNA. This man is a pharmacist a pharmacist. He also told the police that he was under a lot of stress because his wife is in the process of divorcing him. So girl, (laughs) that's Rudy Giuliani's excuse too. Exactly. And it's like his cousin's divorcing him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, I mean, it's very, very upsetting, but it also like, it goes to show why it's so dangerous to have the president of the United States elevating all of this QAnon stuff. Mm-hmm. We have a really fractured media, especially mm-hmm. on the right. Like now people are turning away from even Fox News because it's not feeding them crazy enough stuff. So now it's like we have pharmacists who believe the vaccine is going to change people's DNA. And this is just the one we know about. That's yes. the one we know about. And yes. um, just two things. Like, first of all, I got his pharmacy degree from Trump University. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my God. No, that's no. definitely going to be what they offer next. That's going to yeah. be his new Pharmacy degrees. Pharmacy. Fucking stupid. Med school. Um, yeah. Bleach. Bleach uh, injection. <laughs> yeah. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No. Um, but another thing is, like, what a symbol. Like, what symbolism of, like, Republican philosophy is to take something that works make it so it doesn't work and then say it doesn't because he's still in the thing is right. he still injected people with the expired moderna vac oh. to, to prove that it doesn't work and it's like that's exactly what trump and gop and paul ryan are all doing to government they are destroying yeah. government and then saying that government doesn't work like, yeah, and then they think the Kelly Lefflers and the David Perdue's of the world know better because they're business people who and they're fill rich. government. And then what, what do successful business people do? They run to serve in government. And then we have all of these people at the highest levels of our government who are going to play with these conspiracy theorists and court to them. And, you know, we've got 12 senators who are objecting just mm-hmm. to, to Trump's oh or to Biden's certification because they want to maybe run for president eventually. Like the cynicism is so harmful. Mm-hmm. Now, because of this man, he wasted like $11,000 worth of vaccine. Mm-hmm. People who thought that they got vaccines had to come back in and get new vaccines. Go back on Eventbrite, get a whole new <laughs> yeah, thing. No, exactly. You have to sign up for a new Eventbrite. It's delayed the process of people getting the vaccine in this area. Like this person did insane damage because of conspiracy theories that are promoted by our president i mean he doesn't promote like it's he promotes things in the world of vaccine conspiracy theories he doesn't like tamp them down QAnon promotes vaccine conspiracy theories and he promotes QAnon. yeah but stuff that like facebook refuses to take a me- meaningful oh action against all of this stuff like basically these people believe that because the vaccine is an mrna vaccine or whatever I mean, I had someone in my my feed saying that it's gonna that you would get in a monkey's memories would be right. transferred to you. <laughs> from I don't the know vaccine. anything about science, but also if it changes our DNA, like doesn't that happen all the time? Like when you get a sunburn, I don't know. I'm also That's like, fine. okay, change it, change, change it. it. I don't like it. Change Give it. me a monkey's memories. Feet. 
you know, let's get the depression thing handled. Let's do it. it. Let's give Andrew Gillum the vaccine and see him, his renaissance. But also just so that we're all clear, it does not change your DNA. (laughs) That does not happen. It does not change your DNA. It will not transfer a monkey's memories to you. It does not. Um, I will say though, which is such an interesting point that again, AOC brought up is that the fringe Republicans, like GOP embraces them, empowers them, gives them positions of power, elevates their shit, which is terrible and to a detriment. But the like, you know, leftist progressive Democrats, like an AOC, like Rashida Tlaib, like, like, they're often seen, you know, that's the criticism of Democrats. They're mm-hmm. often seen as pariahs. You're ruining campaigns. You guys are talking about defund the police, this and that. And it's just like, why are we seen as obstacles when the right has elevated these crazy French people? Yeah. Even though most of those people, even though like the Ted Cruz's or whatever, don't really believe most of the shit they're saying, QAnon is saying. They elevate to capitalize on that. And we on the left have not figured out, I mean, not we, but the establishment, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Chuck Schumer's have not figured out how to leverage the the left movement and incorporate them and include them um, in the way that the right has. And that's super mm-hmm. frustrating. Yeah. And like, right. they've ridden that shit to power mm-hmm. on some really damaging people. Like, imagine using that strategy for someone who just like thinks... You should be paid a living wage. <laughs> right, paid a right. living wage. Or that parents should get six more than six weeks off or six weeks off. Or, yeah. you know, Medicare for all. Like, those are the radical... That's the right. opposite QAnon. That's the crazy thing. I know. Q- I mean, that's what's really crazy. And meanwhile, we now have a literal QAnon woman in our Congress, Marjorie uh-huh. Taylor Greene from Georgia, who refused to wear a mask on the floor. And then it's like a shouting match broke out between her staff and Democratic staffers. And it's like, great, amazing start to the 114th Congress. Yeah, we yeah. also have a, a new member from Colorado who uh, said on Twitter yesterday, she's like, I'm bringing my gun, I'm bringing my Glock. And then the DC right, police yes. were like, no, you're not. You may not do that, ma'am. You're absolutely not bringing your gun. I'm bringing my gun to work. What? Right? You can't do yeah. that, ma'am. Do not here. No. It's like literally how she run. Her whole campaign was like, I'm going to bring a gun to the Capitol. It's like, like there's no guns in DC. Anyone else who tweets, I'm bringing a gun to the Capitol gets visited <laughs> by the Secret Service, just so yes. that we're clear. Oh my like, God, yes. <laughs> If I were to tweet, I'm going to the Capitol, I'm bringing a gun, I wouldn't, we would be like, where's Elise? Everyone would be like, Elise is gone for the podcast. What's going on? Where is she? Free Elise Morales. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So tonight's the night. I don't think we're going to be seeing Georgia returns um, anytime in the next 24 hours. I realized yesterday that we're going to be having these returns come in while we're, you know, witnessing the Senate uh, try to overturn the results of a democratically held election. So We'll see uh, how how that goes. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamarez. And this is the Betchessa Podcast. Betches.